This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast as we are grinding away at our NBA 2022-23 preview. We're finally getting to the good ones, so um, not saying that the ones previously were bad, but you know we yeah we have were. To talk- oh, okay, it's, it's okay. You know, co-host Adam Murray, you're not allowed to talk until I introduce you. I am just uh, an anonymous voice then saying it's okay <laughs> to say those bad teams were bad because. It really is, you know, you had mentioned in a previous episode, it's just the air of parody. Like, it's coming. It's just like, no, we have a huge divide between the wealthy and then the poor. Like, there is no, the, we, you know, we went through the middle class teams. It's like, well, yeah, that's pretty. If you have, you know, New York and they're just a middle class team, it's like, oh, wow, they're trying really hard just to be middle class. So yeah. this group here is, is, the, is, the, is the wealthy yeah, Is well, rich- I think I, I think you make a good point. Like those ones that we talk about that are in that middle tier and are likely to finish up in that middle tier, like some of the teams you just brought up, they're trying. They they think they're at that point where they can rise up, but they just don't because there's not enough room in the in that upper class, like in that like higher tier. I mean, we have like eleven. I think we're count. If I'm counting right, we got like eleven teams here. It's that's that's a third of the league. That's more than a third of the league. So that's that does kind of that does sell like it feels like parody to me. It does. But at the same point, you just have a lot of parody on the bottom. You have a lot of teams going just all the way down because that's all you can do to get up. And, you know, we will mention it on a future episode. I have sort of a conspiracy theory baking against those with those lower teams. But now we're talking about the wealthy teams. These are teams that have the outsidest of shots. This is, these are teams that um, like last year, Dallas, everything came up roses for them and they made it to the finals. These are teams that are very good and you shouldn't be surprised to see them in a conference finals. If everyone stays healthy. And that's sort of, isn't that the, what it comes down to for every team. Just, you got to stay healthy. Right. I mean, I look, I mean, we, the first one we're going to talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, John Morant going down in the Warriors series, that was the death knell. Even here's the funny thing though, even without John Morant, they had one of their best performances where they just like wasted away the Warriors at home to stay alive in the series when they were down three, one, obviously they lost in six, uh, in Golden to, you know, in the game six in Golden State, but th- they were a really good team all year long. Like they finished 56 and 26. I mean, I don't, I don't even remember. I mean, we'd have to go back to the archives to see what the over under was for Memphis going into the 22 season, but it, it has, was, I think 42, 45. 41 yeah. to 42. I think it was a 500 season. And that's where everybody thought they were. Cause they just, you know, last year they just swapped around a lot of pieces for the sake of swapping around pieces. And we didn't know, you know, is it going to pay off? And all of a sudden, yeah, this team really gelled. Mm-hmm. This year, not so much. This year, they sort of just kind of stayed pat. Also, like, they did have some pending free agency. Uh, one was going to be with DeAnthony Melton, who they had on a smaller deal. And then once his deal was up, they were going to have to pay him. So they just shipped him out to um, Memphis. And they got Danny Green. Um, I mean, we'll we'll talk about the main characters. I'm just kind of curious about Danny Green because he's got a contract that they don't – it's not going to be fully guaranteed until January, and he's coming off a torn ACL. Do you think he'll even play a minute for the Grizzlies? No. He's just a potential salary holder. 
Yeah. Um, you know, with an ACL, he's going to be in his age of, I believe he's 34. So he's more or less kind of done. You could say, yeah, well, we'll hope and see. Maybe it's just you come back and you're you're super strong within, you know, six months. You're good to go. But for the most part, oh, we're going to hang on to your salary in case we need to make a deal because yeah. they. And, have... was a, and, and Melton was a double digit scorer. You know, he was a good contributor. Kyle Anderson was, too. He went to Minnesota. So those were their two main departures. I mean, then we now we can get into the main crux of their rotation, you know. OK, good. Uh, John Moran, obviously, you know, he's, oh, oh, he's part of the crux rotation. Okay. Good thing. (laughs) Good thing we paused for that. Yeah. He's got the, he's got that potential rookie supermax coming up. I think he'll probably be all NBA. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. Um, the one that's kind of curious is Dylan Brooks because he's in the last year of his deal, but he's, I mean, he's a terrific player, 18 points, three rebounds, three assists. Just, I know he struggled in the playoff series, but I, I, I do like Dylan Brooks as a player. The problem with this team now is sort of. I don't. Well, want... you got Jaron. You got Jaron Jackson's foot injury. That for one, that's a big problem. Now you got to play Brandon Clark a lot more. You have to play Brandon Clark, and you have to go Xavier Tillman and and Jair Williams has and to Adams. get. Yeah, Adams might have to wind up second team. They can go with some of those young rookies they got, like David Roddy and Jake Laravia. It, it's know. just with DeAndre, DeAndre Melton and Kyle Anderson going, you're giving a lot to. Um, I don't want to say your your bench has sort of been depleted. Almost no, but they're be- they have one of the best benches in the. They league. have the best young bench, but For it's sure. one of those. Okay, you have you know because of all this, and Dylan Brooks is your starter. He's there. Who's your really sort of backup three? Santi Aldama. Oh, yeah, he had a great. Be, it, he had a great Aldama. Yeah. yeah, that's one of the things. You trust him getting 20 minutes. You trust John Conchar getting 20 minutes now. Um, Tyus Jones got re-signed, if I'm not mistaken. He did. They they did keep him. And he was one of their – the only guy who had more assists per game than Memphis on their team was Moran, of course, at seven. But he had four and a half assists a game. He was a very – and he also played 73 games. Like, he was, he was there all the time. Desmond Bain was another guy who played almost every game. Desmond Bain was the sort of just the – amazing fit type player because if yeah. he went anywhere else he would have not gotten the opportunities there strong and body too he looks like one of those guys that can just muscle his way through kind of like dante jones you remember dante jones mm-hmm. kind of like so that. like we said with you know with injuries this team if they stay healthy like you said they gave golden state a run for their money but now if steven adams goes down do, is brandon clark really a 30-minute player well no not his, really um, his offensive efficiency is through the roof but again it's in limited minutes. Because, yeah, he's he's the quintessential, like Ed Davis was, the quintessential, give me 25 minutes, I will give you a stat sheet. Right. You know, so it, there will be more demanded of them. There will be more expected of them. In fact, I want to say they're on the Christmas game against uh, Golden State. So you're going to have more scheduled games nationally, a little bit more of a microscope. If you get off to a bad start under Taylor Jenkins, people might start questioning some things. Uh, you can't fly under the radar anymore. When you're in this tier, you just can't do that. The over-under for them is 50 and a half. I, I think they're going to cruise past that, in my opinion. I think they're probably going to be a well over a 50-win team. Oh, they should. Josh should be, you know, like you said, all NBA. So they they should be riding comfortably because they are in the upper echelon of the West still. Do you do you have any second thoughts about if Moran was healthy? Could they have beaten Golden State? Like they gave they did give them a little bit of trouble. 
But here's unfortunately the the counterpoint of it. They should have lost to Minnesota. That was a wild series. I mean, that so was a series. That's, I think it's one of those things. Were... It's like, oh, you know, hey, they could have taken out the the champions. Yeah, but they should have bowed out to the guys who didn't know what they were doing. So yeah. eh, again, I'm just worried. You know, you have Jackson with his foot injury. He'll be not, you know, slow to come back. So you're relying. You know, okay, the same thing. When John Morant went down, Tyus Jones did perfectly fine. But do you want these backups now? this very young bench to handle the the bulk of the minutes and bulk of the thing, are you just going to burn Jai out early? Is he going to yeah, become well, that's, all-star? That's why I like, think oh. it's going to be important to have Tyus a lot more, you know, where they can really rely on him. And, and, and Kyle Anderson was a point forward, so without him, you know, who's your ball handler at the three? You know, Brandon Clark's not really a ball handler. He's more of like an energy guy. Um You got some spot shooters. Jackson's out, but Desmond Bain averaged three 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 pointers made per game which is excellent um i wonder if they're going to keep that really fast pace up they were third in the league in pace um they have the they have the legs to do it but again like you said like if you really like go way too hard with with jaw it could really like catch up with you um when it comes let me let's just pivot over to another team in the west and that's the denver nuggets this one is going to be interesting because it feels like the last like season and a half for Denver, even though they got two MVP seasons in the regular season out of Nikola Jokic, like they feel incomplete because of the fact that Michael Porter Jr. missed most of last season and Jamal Murray missed the all of last season and the tail end of the previous one. So, yeah, we had mentioned a couple years ago, this was Denver has is going all in now and then injuries just derail them. And uh, it was a complete it's amazing how everybody just undervalues Jokic's stat line for the year. It's ridiculous. Nobody in NBA history. Can, can I can I say it to you? Can Go I ahead. Twenty-seven points, fourteen rebounds, eight assists, five free throws made, fifty-eight percent from the field, uh, one and a half steals per game, one block per game. He only missed eight games all year. Nobody in the NBA has put up that stat line. Ever. Ever. Not even Mike Matt Johnson. He's the the complete everything. It was just you know NBA. Well, I should have been the player of the year. Well, not if a guy has a career like an NBA amazing. Uh, he did win the scoring title, but he didn't. He if you if we're going to PER and all these other numbers, Jokic is probably the guy. He I had no. I understand they also got eliminated in the first round by the Warriors, but still. I thought Jokic was the best player all year. So Denver, I don't want to say because they're in this group, so they're the wealthy. They're, but you're still yeah. on the. But their expense, but but with wealth comes expense, and now they're going into the luxury tax. You're going into the luxury tax, mm-hmm. but you you know you have Aaron Gordon, you got Jeff Green back, who was very serviceable for you. Yeah, ten points a game, right? You add KCP. You get yeah, that him. was in the that was in a trade that involved Will Barton and Monte Morris going to Washington. So you lose your backup point guard, but you have Bones Highlands. So you're like, you know, we, we we're good with that. And you get Ish Smith back, who's quite serviceable. But you get Case P, who's a better fit for this sort of mishmash roster. And then you get Murray back. So if he provides what he was before he got injured, 
oh, these guys can go off. It's weird. Like Jamal Murray, I mean, is I, I know some people because he's been out of the limelight for more than a year. It's easy to forget about his value or what he's good at or just kind of like have a distant, almost like Clay Thompson. Like you sort of forget what they're good at. Jamal Murray is a when he does that two man game with Nikola Jokic where they can basically switch sides on who's the screener and who's the who's the penetrator. They can just absolutely destroy you offensively with crazy passes. And Murray also has some of these games. We saw it in the bubble in 2020 where he can just like he basically does not miss from outside of like outside of 20 feet. Like he's he's one of those nuclear red hot type of shooters when things are things are falling for him. Like he what I'm just trying to say is that he is a rookie max caliber player. Do you disagree? He has been. Yes. Okay, Porter, not so much. Now he has, he had a couple years in like, uh, he had one, well, specifically 2021, where he was excellent. You know, had a great year. Then he gets that um, contract because um, Denver didn't want him going into restricted free agency and he went out with a back injury. And so that it is what it is. I mean, I, I know that some Denver fans are hemming and hawing about that contract for Porter Jr., but what if he comes back to full health this year? You know? It's one of those, that's why. Zion had health incentives in his contract. That's why Embiid had health incentives. And you're just, okay, you know, Porter, we know you've had back history issues. Uh, you know, here's all the money. We think you're going to be good. Oh, you got injured immediately. So it, with with Denver, this, like I said, this is the time that with this roster, these little moves and they stay healthy yeah, they can make an outside shot at all. They also got DeAndre Jordan as a backup center. You know, basically the role that DeMarcus Cousins played because Cousins isn't coming back. Um, Zeke Naji, you're going to have to prove it. They signed back Devon Reed, who they sort of had as like a two-way who worked really hard. Um, drafted two guys, Peyton Watson and Christian Braun. I did like, you like the Ish Smith thing because he basically is going to get the minutes that Monte Morris had when he was like the traditional point guard. Uh, but because you have Murray, Smith's not going to be relied on that much to be an assist man bruce brown going in under the taxpayer mid-level was actually a really nice move i think brown can be really helpful for them he was you know i don't want to say overachieved in, in brooklyn but because they were such a mess but he did he did play the he fact that he even minutes. got nine points and five rebounds on that team is unbelievable <laughs> given that he never got the ball you know so Vegas has him at 49 and a half. That is hard. Like they, I mean, here's the thing. Like you look at what they did last year. Yes. Jokic was MVP, but you didn't have Murray or Porter and they had 48 wins. So you would think, oh, okay, well, if you plug in Murray and Porter and you get healthy years, big asterisk there, of course, they're going to go over 48 wins, but the, we're, we, you know, we're doing these higher class teams and, you know, we have three West teams and one East team. Like it gets crowded up there. I'll actually go under. I'll also say this. I think that Jokic's numbers are probably going to get us a, a little bit tamer, but the team will be better as a result. That oh, sense. I don't think he could put up that those numbers again. Well, I what think. I'm saying is that the usage will probably go down a little bit because there might be the there might be some imbalance of like, OK, we need to, uh, you know, now that Murray's feeling good, now that Porter's getting feeling good, we can rest Jokic more and then kind of hand the ball to these guys now that they're in their season mode. That's that's what, sort of my point of view. But I'll actually go under on the wins. 
I think I'll go over. I'm, I, you, I can't bet against Cousin Jamal. So <laughs> I'm going to say he's going to be back. He's going to be healthy. He's had it, it wasn't the, you know, you didn't rush back last time. It's just, yeah, you just took the entire season off. So you kind of should have all the rush shaken out by the preseason because you shouldn't be any rustier than anybody if his, else. If Murray's sideways game where he just kind of does that, has that lateral quickness to like get through um, off of screens and stuff. If he still has that look out, that's when that's when it's basically going to be the same Denver Nuggets that we saw in 2019 and 2020. The difference being obviously that the teams that are around them, even though there's more depth in the league, the, the top teams are not as good. So they're going to be able to catch up with them, you know, with Porter um, Murray, Jokic, of course, and then this allotment of guys that you talked about, like Jeff Green and KCP and Bones Highland and Bruce Brown. It's a really, really good team. It's an expensive team, but I would say that it's worth it's worth the risk if you're Stan Kroenke. Would you agree? You you have to because what's the alternative sort of for them? It is looking at Utah and going, well, then we just have to tear everything down. Oh, and uh, Nikola Jokic getting the richest contract in NBA history. I totally forgot about that <laughs> because he got because he got the furthest ahead supermax. He get his supermax kicks in earlier than others be on, on his second one because he got MVP twice, so he automatically got it and totally deserved for what oh, he's yeah. done. I mean, I understand that. Um, you ready to go on to another team in the uh, Western Conference? Let's keep it moving. Okay, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Some people would say, why are they here? Well, they got a really big addition. That's why. They they bought their they they mortgaged their entire future to be all of it. Like the next five years, yes. And they're going for it. You could say what you want, like we did about, you know, in the previous season about going all in in that episode. But Look at their roster. Their roster is pretty much all set. You know they're going to give the max to to Anthony Edwards unless he completely falls off a cliff. So, Well, here's the thing. That will kick in after year four. So they can – basically, the rookie max, he can sign it at the end – at the end of this coming season, but it wouldn't kick in until 2020 of uh, the end of the 2024 season. So they, t- in my opinion, Adam, especially because it's Carl Anthony Towns after making all NBA got a super max and Rudy Gobert having a really large contract that's coming in despite all the people that the unloaded in the Gobert trade, this is basically a two year window before you get so grossly expensive that you're going to have to start lopping heads, you know? Yeah, so what do you need your draft picks now for anyways if they're not going to play, if they're not going to do anything because you have your uh, essential starting five locked in for, you know, again, assuming he resigns. Yeah, that would be, um, that would be Ru- well, Russell is Russell's not- gone, but Russell's money is going to go to Edwards. Mm-hmm. So, so but, but if you're looking at the starting five this year, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson, Carl Towns, Rudy Gobert. That's a nice five-man lineup. And you got Nas Reed, who's always sort of overachieved in that undrafted free agent Jaden role. McDan- uh, Jaden Jade- McDaniels. He's going to have to fill in what J- Jared Vanderbilt did for them, like be a rebounder, be a good defensive player. You you like Jalen Noel. Yeah, he um he's a two-guard. You know, like if D'Angelo – listen, if you saw Russell's numbers in the playoffs, like it was like 12 points and four assists. Like he was hideous against John Moran. 
they might be at a point where they're going to have to play someone but Russell if he starts to depreciate. I mean, do you think it'll – I mean, he averaged 18 points and seven, re, and seven assists, but, like, do you think he could drop off that fast? I don't think he'll drop off that fast, but at the same time, you have a very aggressive team who wouldn't be – even if he's hot – Hey, we could flip him for something. And also a uh, weak link searching by the, by the po- opposing teams that they see that he's struggling. They're going to go after him, you know, but uh, it's sort of like you could say, well, how is he struggling? It's Edwards team. You have Gobert and towns who have their places all set. In one's the... an offensive guy. One's a defense. Exactly. Guy. So they're yeah. not going to be stepping over each other. So you have, a team nucleus, very talented players. So and even then, okay, he's 31 million. We could try to flip that for something so that might help us. Yeah. Um, did what do you think of Bryn Forbes coming in just for three point shooting? It never hurts to have a shooter. Torian but, Prince came back, but he's got legal issues. I don't know what his situation is at this point. Um so for among the people that they they sh- they shed away in the along with the draft picks, the draft picks were the crown jewel for Danny Ainge and the Utah side, but you know, they they let go of um they, they traded away Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Vanderbilt, we already mentioned, um, Leandro Balmero. I mean, I know some of these guys are probably gonna be people that you don't remember, but you know, Beasley did help a couple times. Beasley and- never really fit in. They gave him a really big contract based upon a very small amount of work when he came there. Him and Wancho, mm-hmm. um, Hernan Gomez both got paid and uh, Beasley had legal issues, I believe, with a DUI. Right. So he was out for part of the season like a while back and just never really found his footing in there. So he just had a $16 million shooting guard who wasn't really super good. Do you think we might see Jordan McLaughlin in the starting lineup sometimes? Oh, yeah. On on days where you're resting, guys, why not? Or if Russell's struggling, you know, one of those kinds of things. And then just kind of a weird allotment of bench people. You drafted um, a couple of new people, Wendell Moore and uh, and Josh Minot. You bring in Austin Rivers, pa- Eric Paschal, C.J. Ellaby. You bring back Nathan Knight, who is one of your two ways. So they got, like, some guys that are their names. They're people we've heard of before, but they're not they're, they're not proven. So the bench is not going to be reliable. Let's be real. It's going to be all on that starting five. Of course. And that's the same thing. Well, your your whole point has been if uh, Russell doesn't um, do anything. Yeah, you just let Edwards be the ball handler. I'm not worried about Towns and Edwards. I know they're going to contribute. Yeah, so Russell could just sit there and be the fifth option. Yeah. Well, Kyle Anderson is just going to be – he's going to be there. He'll provide what he does. But he doesn't have to be the playmaking point guard that he was – you know, they thought he'd be when they traded uh, Wiggins for him. Gobert but, uh, averaged uh, 15 points, 15 rebounds, and he got to – he actually made four point four and a half free throws a game. Can you see something similar? Because they do play a faster pace in Minnesota, but that might work against the the strengths of Gobert as a defender. Like, what do you – I don't think – I don't him? think the pace is going to continue with – and the additions of Anderson and uh, Gobert, who are not fast they're, players. They're, they're slow players, right? So, um, we'll, we'll yeah, see. there's going to be there's going to be uh, it, it's going to be from a trend standpoint, it's going to be a bit of a different gear for them for sure. And I think they might have some hiccups. Um, like, let's what's the over under on Minnesota? The over under on Minnesota is I want to say. 48 and a half because that's what it is. Yeah. And that was, 
<laughs> because that's what it is. Um, I, I, it's probably it's that's pretty close to all. It's actually a little higher than the Cleveland number. I mean, it's easy to compare because that was the other Jazz player that got unloaded. That was Mitchell going to Cleveland, and it's kind of similar where you have this window of time where you have a pretty decent nucleus, but you know, once, once it gets super expensive, you're not going to be able to have the bench that you need. I'm not like, I, like I said, I'm, I don't like their bench, but that starting lineup, Adam is fucking fierce. Like if they really get on a roll in the West, like they could probably easily, they could get to 49 wins. I'll say, I'll just be cautious and go under. I just think that's a little too high. I'm going to take the over. And this also includes a lot of worries uh, with Mm -hmm. this team. I think they're going to, they might, I can easily see them burning out in the regular season. Like, we're just going to go so hard. Emotion and holding that leads, like the blown leads in the Memphis series, like, that might come back to haunt them, you know? Like, I just don't see them pacing themselves, be like, you know what, it's a long season, who cares? It's going to be sort of, I can see them blowing their load early in the regular season and going all out. So I will, I will, I will take the over on them, which is famous last words. (laughs) um yeah i mean i'm just kind of looking at the 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 scope of their of their salaries and then i mean it's kind of plain jane like like we keep saying you got two years you got two years to really make it work now if you make it work those first two years and you convince the stars to stay maybe even take a haircut to like uh salary wise to you know to make people fit and get bench players now you got something but that we're in the very beginning of this of the rudy gobert era in minnesota i don't think it's going to work out badly for them i'll say that i don't think it's going to blow up in their face you never know it is always high risk high reward he can he can get you know like the gordon hayward era in boston he could be dwight in. howard exactly dwight howard the many dwight howard eras in many places he went and did not go well <laughs> So we shall see. Okay, let's talk about another team that seemed to seem to be like putting all their eggs in the displaced superstar basket, and that's the Brooklyn Nets. Obviously, we had them as favorites to go to the NBA Finals in the 2022 season preview when they had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Listen, it's a small sample size, but when they were actually all together, they were they were a terror. Like it just never worked out timing wise. And there were chemistry issues. There was Kyrie Irving's vaccination problem. Harden got um, upset or he was James Harden and he decided he wanted to leave again, but I felt like they had a shot. They did. And in addition to physical health, there is mental health and this team uh, did not do too good with it. Uh, Going into this season, there's many different things like people I've mentioned it many times before on this show. Kobe tried to force his trade to Chicago mm-hmm. and, the and, Suns. and the Lakers just like, no, no, we're not gonna. And Durant really took a hit to his own legacy of saying, you guys aren't nice to my friend. I want to leave. <laughs> well, there's, there's no trade to be like, okay, I'll stay. If you fire the GM and the coach, well, not only no, that, we're... the other thing that Durant had that was going against him, he doesn't have a player option on the fourth year of the extension he signed. That yeah, I just other. signed my extension. We're, we're, you know, okay, if you fire everybody else, I'll stay. No, we're not going to fire everybody. Okay, I guess I'm going to stay then. Well, it was just like all you did, you just really just took a PR hit to yourself. You're talking about Kevin Durant being unhappy after his 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 image of just well, okay, now you're just a whiny little person who 
okay, this seems to, you know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. You're in mid-30s. He, he, so. he had a knee problem. He played 55 games, but 30 points, seven and a half rebounds, six and a half. <laughs> I mean, he, he could still fill it up. He's Kevin Durant, for Christ's sakes, you know? Oh, he's absolutely ridiculous. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's almost unfair. Just the Kyrie the, Irving has moments where he's ridiculous. I remember that game against the Orlando Magic where he just went fucking bananas. Kyrie you know? is just super talented. Just Kyrie is his own worst enemy. He's okay. not a good defensive player either. It's cool that, you know, you stick to your guns with the vaccination, but you killed your team. And the team also said, yeah, Kyrie not being here killed it for us. Oh crap! So you get Royce O'Neal. Yeah, Great. yeah that was uh, that, they they gave up a first round pick, which I thought was weird. I I think you know the 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 Brooklyn brass was like, okay, we know we're not trading anybody. We know we let Kyrie try to trade himself. It didn't work. Nobody wants him. Uh, Durant. We just got low ball offers, so we're gonna run this team back for a year. What would a first round pick do to us anyways? It's not going to be anything. So let's get this, you know, defensive glue guy in and we put him out there really outside. You know, TJ Warren is also a very low key, nice signing because he's been out for a couple of years with just injuries. Yeah. You talk about Harris. Yeah. No, Warren. Oh, Warren, I'm sorry. Yeah, Warren's been out with a broken foot, but they get him on such low ball money. The other one I mentioned was was Joe Harris, who's been out for for with a with a foot problem, but he's going to be um he's an excellent three point shooter. His salary's enormous, and he's got another year after this. But I mean, what if he what if he and Seth Curry, another great three point shooter, are healthy at the same time, and they're just able to find open shooters all over the place? I mean, so it could really offensively, they actually have a lot of potential. Offensively, you just look at it; it would it would sort of be like how the the Celtics were. You had Rondo who couldn't shoot for anything but could pass it like you wouldn't believe. So you have Simmons, super court vision. So you could have Kyrie just running around. And it, they have both of them just running off. And, and it is anticipated that we're going to see Ben Simmons this year. Like it's, he's going to start the season ready to go. I I, I, I assume so. I yeah. haven't heard anything to the contrary. He seems to be um, not malcontent here yet. So you have that. You got Kyrie. You got Seth Curry. You got Kevin Durant. You got Patty Mills. Patty, you got these shooters who could just shoot from anywhere. Yep. You don't need Ben Simmons shooting. You don't need Ben Simmons to, well, he didn't shoot. So, yeah, they're just going to tell him, dude, pass all you want. Take all the crazy passes you can possibly make. Durant isn't going to not is going to going to pass up that shot. Kyrie, if you give him an inch, they're going to. So that's why, you know, this Brooklyn of all teams have moved very on everybody's sort of ladder of where are they? Because they're just this weird, they're their own worst enemy. Like, I'll give you an example. Like the over under that we have is 45 and a half. I saw a couple sports books having them at 50 and a half wins. And I you saw know? a couple of sports books. They had initially, they were off the table. Right. Because it was, well, we, there was still too much turmoil with this team. And it's just well, like, let's just use the 45 and a half. That's they, what, that's yeah. what we're going with. We're going yep. with Caesars, what they had in the, um, I mean, you take listen. You t you take your bet and you run with it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. They had forty four wins last year, and that was in a tumultuous. season. That was just amazing. That they didn't have Ben Simmons for a minute in the game. The team was a dumpster fire, and they still got forty four wins. So James Harden like quit for like a month. You know. Yeah, like this team should be over quite easily. It's just which which Brooklyn is going to show up.
Yeah, I'll still go over. If they have Kevin Durant and Kyrie healthy for an entire season, I'll go over. Like that that alone will probably get you get you through. I wonder if we're just gonna see a slightly different version of Ben Simmons. Not saying he's gonna be like an offensive, like uh he's gonna be this offensive juggernaut all of a sudden, but like do you think we'll see some new tricks? No, he just needs to be that lockdown defender that he was, and he needs to be just that physically imposing yeah but yeah i'm a 610 point guard i can see like Jokic is he's just a you know a skinnier Jokic who look you're not Jokic. you know okay you just sit there where do you want to pass it to you know we mentioned jamal murray is not a traditional point guard let us remind let us remind the listeners who may not have been watching or kind of have their memory distance from what Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons was all NBA in 2020. Like he's when he's on, he's really on. Like he he just has the issue with the outside shooting. I know there's all this kerfuffle over the mental health issue and not wanting to play in Philadelphia, but that's in the past. That's gone. So now you're in uh, Brooklyn. Let's see what he can do with it. Um, I think he can fit well with Durant and Irving. You know, those are guys that would rather have the ball anyway. So you can be passive in that situation. So I think it actually might work. You know, I'm just worried about Harris's health. Can Patty Mills start shooting the ball well again? Cause he shot really poorly down the stretch. I do like the potential offensively, the team defensively under Steve Nash. They've never been good. No, 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 but I I think they're just going for the old Phoenix of we'll just shoot you out. We'll just outshoot you, shoot you out. And I think and I think Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp will see more of, too. Oh, Cam Thomas is just the definition of just volume shooter. You just. Yeah, that's all he is. That's all he's probably will be at this point because he seems disinclined to change at all. Right. But no, it's, a, you know, it's been a, it, this is a nice little um, quartet that we have. Like, which one do you feel the best about among the four we saw? We talked it would about have it. to be Brooklyn just because on paper they look like a very good team. We just know they're in their own heads. Mm-hmm. And if they could put all that aside, yeah, they can make a run. Minnesota is built to make a run. In the short term, I like Minnesota the most because I just think that their potential is really high. I know I went under, but their potential is very high. And it's it's funny, with the exception of, of Memphis, the last three teams have big question marks with people coming back. And, you know, well, you have Minnesota with the, the Gobert coming in, so that's completely new. But you have both Simmons and Cousin Jamal taking the, having the year off due to injuries. Mm-hmm. So... This is the team we see is not the team that, you know, we, we saw last year is not the team we're going to see again. So we can't go like Memphis like, oh, yeah, they're just going to be it's just going to be John. John's going to turn it on 10 percent more like he does. And OK, we got you. But the rest of the three teams like, oh, you've changed your makeup from last year. Yeah, like the the way you play is going to be different. We talked about that with Minnesota. Like they're going to have to play a little bit. Can you give me one player maybe off the radar that you kind of are keeping in your eyes among the four teams we talked about? Uh, it could even be like a middling. I'll give you one. I think Bruce Brown is going to fit really well in Denver. I, I would say KCP because he would replace Will Barton. That's another nugget. <laughs> so we like the nuggets. 
and and obviously it kind of hinges basically Denver just hinged on Michael Porter's back. If Michael Porter's injured again, oh yeah. That was really hard when he went down with the back injury in December of the previous se- of last season and they they knew they weren't going to have Murray for a long time. Jokic knew it was going to be one of those situations where he was just going to have to carry the team and God bless him he did. You know, he did the best that he could. You know. Uh, now, that's what I'm saying. I think his numbers will be a slightly they they might even slightly dip, but I think the team's going to be really good. I mean, I, I, it's hard at him because, you know, we, you see a lot of these over unders and they never get beyond like maybe 54 wins. And we're so used to seeing teams like almost on the regular in the past, get like 60 wins and 65 wins. The Warriors one year got 70, 73 wins. I think what's going on though, is you got so many DMPs, you got so much load management, you got, so many you got so many good teams out there. You know, we're talking about so many teams at the upper part of the of the echelon. It's just hard to rack up like fifty to sixty wins now. It's just hard. It, it is, especially like I said, you you play a you know Minnesota has a very grind out game against Golden State. Oh, uh, you know, uh, okay, who are you playing? A big next? down. Yeah, yeah, we're playing Oklahoma City. Yeah, we're just gonna rest everybody. We're not gonna even try hard. So yes. Um, and with that, that that brings an end to our episode. Yeah. Getting through it. I mean, we got a few more of the good ones. I, that's the funny thing. Like, we got another tier and then a tier after that. We got <laughs> you know. two more left. So uh, thank you for listening. For Andrew Reich, I'm Adam Murray. Have a good one. Take care.